the Staff and Graph podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. In looks or salad. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Team tidy business, baby. Welcome back to the Staff and Graph Podcast. I'm Mike Stevens. Sitting across from me, as always, is the future first female GM in the NHL, Rachel Dory. Rachel, how are you doing? I'm feeling gritty. <laughs> I'm, man, I wish I was feeling gritty. I'm also very tired because I was woken yeah. up in the dead of my sleep last night. Yeah, so apparently, I want to I ask our listeners a question. What are the odds of two separate fires breaking out Two separate house fires breaking out on the same street at the same time. Um, Not on the same street, but like same block. Like same block at the same time. Because yeah. um, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but Rachel uh, uh, has lived through that. She would know. Um, no, it was you're, tweeted from their Toronto Fire account too. So I was like, there's no way this is a real thing, right? Like I thought I was living yeah. in a time warp. But nope, I checked the Twitter this morning just to make sure. And they were like, yep, there was a fire here <laughs> and a fire there. So do you want to... Wanna, People may, might not have an idea of what you're saying. So what you want, you texted me in all caps. There's a story I want to tell on the podcast. This is the story. Please enlighten us. So I live in a house. Oh, congratulations. I know. It's on the corner of a block. Mm-hmm. And we were woken up last night mm-hmm. at about 1215 um, with a bunch of sirens, like an mm-hmm. abnormal amount. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is kind of odd. Uh, it's a little cold outside, mm-hmm. but I have bit. never seen this many fire trucks for something non-emergency related. Mm-hmm. Very there odd. Four fire trucks and like two ambulances. Like there was a lot happening. That's a lot of fire trucks. And I could see it from my bedroom window. So mm-hmm. I was like, mm, what's going on? And naturally, when you are living with other people, we're like, mm-hmm. yo, let's go check this out. Yeah. Um. Also firefighters. So we went outside. And as we were, like, it took us time to, like, put our jackets on or whatever. As we were going outside, we we live on a one-way street. Mm -hmm. Four more fire trucks came ripping up our street. And, like, there are cars parked on the side of the road. So, like, it's a tight squeeze on a good day. Yeah. And these guys are just flooring it. Damn. And I'm like, eight? Fire trucks for one house. That's a lot of fire trucks. They bypassed, so they kept going up the street to, like, the next the next block Mm -hmm. right whereas like the first fire was kind of like right across the street from me maybe like 50 meters away right but these guys kept going like to our left as opposed to straight ahead and i was like wait a minute like where the hell are these guys going then the fire chief pulls up and just parks like right in the middle (laughs) and i was like what is going on they brought the chief out we come to realize that there is a rescue mission happening the first one at the first issue yeah and then up the street, there is smoke coming from the building. So I'm like, there are two fires on the same block. At the same time. At the sa- like within five minutes of each other. How, like, I want to I know what the odds and of I'm that like, are. Is that like the first thing that came to mind was like arson? Because that seems very odd. It, it, it has to be like planned or something. But- Some nonsense, right? And so we were obviously very like, what the hell is going on? This is really weird. And so we're outside, we're just kind of like poking our heads like in the bushes, Mm -hmm. like whatever, because we have like trees and whatnot. Um, 
and like a firefighter comes over and I have to say, um, attractive. Well, yeah, firefighters, they're yeah, all hotties with bodies. Firefighters that aren't necessarily the most attractive. This man was maybe in his late twenties and I was like, Oh, okay. Um, and he goes, it's, it's a little cold outside ladies. You might want to go inside. It seems pretty hot out there. And, uh, well, the heat emanating from the Ooh. fire. And, and also <laughs> this smoking hot dude that's just out. The, the, just the rack of, of man meat that's outside. Incredible. Right. Now, I would say there were probably 25 firefighters. Like. Jeez. That's a lot. There were a lot of firefighters. And so we were entertained. But then I was like, yeah, he's kind of right. It's a little cold. So then we went inside. But because of the, where my window is. And you've been over, so yes. like you know how this is. I could see down the one mm-hmm. street where the first fire is, and I could see up the street because of where the corner is. So we just spied for like the rest of the night, and they were there for a good two hours, like just vibe. And do, do you know what happened? Like, are the houses still no standing? Idea, but like from what we can glean, everyone is safe. I mean, so, like, that's s- really all that matters. But like the odds of two fires. On the same block, not the same street, but like same, same block, block at the same time is and, and let like if they're not related. So you could see like one house fire spreading to another yeah. house like that's a that's a different story. But like, no, but they're way up. Like, I want to know they were probably 150 meters apart. See, like it would be it, it would be pretty slim odds for like a fire to occur on the same block, even like 30, like, you know, a month later. That's like what are the but odds of that? Within five minutes, of within each other. five minutes of each other on the same night. I feel it's it's too much of a coincidence for for me. There's got to be you know a a, ban- a bandit running around. Yeah, Someone. I, just, I mean, and the, I've seen some sketchy people in my neighborhood. Yes, you you do live. Yeah, there's some sketchy people there's around a there. Couple sketchy. Listen, it wouldn't. I wouldn't rule it out. I would not rule it out. Like yeah, I, but I'm look, just happy. Like there. from what we can figure out, like everyone's okay. Good. Like we went Good. and like walked. We went for a walk today and like checked and it doesn't seem like there was a ton of like irreparable damage so i'm just hoping honestly that everyone's okay but just the the odds of that happening were crazy and we were all talking about that because we were pretty wired like well, three yeah man like you yeah uh, it's i was worried that it might spread to your house that's crazy but if yeah. if we have any listeners in those who were in, impacted by those uh those two instances last night hearts go out to you yeah and uh and then i also yes got a Mm-hmm. This is big. A a birthday video. Well, I got a few birthday videos that I like. None of them were inappropriate, so don't go down that road. But um, I got one birthday video from a very um, special ind- individual. Is what we'll go. Have with? we have we gendered them <laughs> no, at this point? I think just giant orange thing. Yeah. Um. I just want to know if Gritty has a. Does Gritty have a penis? That's what I want to know. Well, he was naked yesterday. And does the carpet match the drapes? That's what I, also what I want to know. Okay, I don't need want to know mm-hmm. any of these things. But people at the Philadelphia Flyers found out that I love Gritty. Mm-hmm. And... You and the rest of the world. Let's be real. Like, I have... I love my Gritty, all right? <laughs> and I got a birthday video from Gritty, and I'm not going to lie to you. In a pandemic where I wasn't really allowed to do anything, yeah. that was pretty good. Of course. That's... Having Gritty acknowledge your existence is incredible. Now all I need is a photo of, of Gritty. This is dick. Like, with Gritty. I need a photo with Gritty. Okay, yeah. Because um, he, man, he, he he strutted his stuff, or they, they strutted their stuff last night. Oh, did they ever? It was kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. Gritty That was just, some hot shit right there. Listen. 
I was gonna say hot boy shit, but we don't know, so we don't want to misgender individual shit. I don't know. All I know is that the I Seattle, the I was first of all, I was fully there for it, hundred um, percent. Good thing I live alone. Also, the the Seattle Kraken are apparently using the same company that created Gritty to create their mascot. It's a giant, crazy octopus thing. Like, I want it to be the scariest, like... I don't know how you top Gritty. I don't think you can top Gritty because of the Philadelphia aspect, but if they trot out some giant sea monster that, that like, has, That, like, like, makes kids cry? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that'd be amazing. great. That'd be great. I need it. Because they need to go crazy. Like, Gritty... I remember the, the reaction of Gritty at the start was, like, this sucks, like, it's terrifying. I was employed by the devils yeah. when this was announced and like i remember being in training camp being like what the hell is this it was like the talk of our well, training yeah camp. of course but then the kardashian photo yes. got posted and everyone and we went knew. that's that's some hot stuff right there and so i got a birthday video from gritty and i'm not gonna lie that was it was pretty dope that's you're living everyone's dream it was pretty dope so thank you to the Flyers for doing that. I really appreciate all of you. Anyone that was involved with that, because I still am not sure who it was. <laughs> it was Grady. It him. It 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 me. It, it them. It him. Yeah. It them. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's Speaking get into of headlines. Gritty, yes, in headlines and unfortunately, look. That this that was the most positive part of our podcast. Yeah, we're uh, it's look, gonna go off this real is, quickly. This here. is a tough show, man. Like it, it's the NHL. We have has managed to avoid. Um, dealing with uh, having COVID rear its ugly head, but man, it had, it, it did not dodge this. It, you know, it, it all came. The chickens came home to roost this week. Let's just say that. Um, did they ever? Because we are looking at widespread outbreaks and postponements of games and new protocols that they implemented today on Thursday. We're recording it Thursday at four p.m. and the NHL has rolled out, I think it's four, four new uh, uh, protocols. One is we're going to see tonight, with, uh, with the, uh, which you have, will have already seen by the time you actually listen to this. But mm-hmm. we will see with the Leafs um, playing the Canucks, they've removed the glass from behind the bench to m- improve airflow, which, listen, don't really think that's going to do okay, anything. Okay, so I have a question. That's all fine and, and dandy when there aren't fans in the arena, but like, isn't the purpose of that glass so that you don't throw things Mm -hmm. like think about okay let's let's say that there were fans allowed in philadelphia and the team wasn't playing well yes how well do you think this no glass situation would go well i have i have a uh people in dallas who yeah are notoriously good for being sane i have a video of uh uh ty domi (laughs) try almost almost murdering someone in a penalty box and let me tell you rachel the glass didn't really make that much of a difference so (laughs) Maybe it'll just be negligible because a Philadelphia Flyers fan just straight up broke it and <laughs> fell into the penalty so box and tried to fight Ty Domi. Would you say that that decision was unwise? Uh, you know what? You get a couple beers and you, you think you can take anyone. Yeah, Listen, I'm I, sure. I, I had a couple beers in me after the after the Jake Paul fight and I was like, I can beat this guy up. And uh, I'd get my ass clapped hard. <laughs> but, you know, it but get a couple get a couple <laughs> beers in me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish everyone could see the look Mike just gave me as he said that. I have tears right now. This is why we need a third person because you and I get off the rails. Oh my god, we're talking about (laughs) shit. It's crazy. Um, (laughs) 
this is this is when the job of being host is the toughest. I got to steer us back onto the right path. Um, COVID. Serious issues. Okay, so the glass, I'm not buying it. But I did read that some team, it actually might have been Philadelphia, had installed, they'd spent millions of dollars retrofitting mm-hmm. their arena to, to purify the air every 30 minutes. Yes. That is helpful. That is helpful, and that's what they're considering doing. So I was actually Why reading... Why is that a consideration? Everyone Put the should do it. back in and do it. See, and it's, it's tough because I guess, you know, buying these high-tech, like, teams are already hemorrhaging money. So buying these, what's going to cause them to hemorrhage more if every game gets postponed, basically. Yeah. So what essentially what happened here, and this is why, again, it's another glaring oversight that I find in these leagues is they, they mentioned. So on 31 thoughts this week, Elliot Friedman mentioned a, there were the NFL and the CDC put out a joint paper that essentially said during the game or they used in the line of scrimmage, I guess COVID doesn't necessarily cross the line of scrimmage. So actual infections that occur during games are very minimal. But then, so the NHL took that and they're like, okay, great. Sounds good. Except the paper also went on to report that, or I guess someone from the, or there was a rebuttal to that paper that also went to get into that. Listen, football and and, and hockey are very different. They're not the same thing. Number one, most games in football um, are played outside and ventilation is the biggest thing. And much bigger stadiums, like. Bigger, like bigger stadiums, less actual like contact on the field. Like in, in, in hockey, you're always you're almost always bumping up First against of all, someone. They're all spitting all manner of grossness. Yes. Spitting is one of the most disgusting things. And mm-hmm. I don't know why hockey players do it. It's all just the it's time. almost for it me. It was a really ner- disgusting for me. It was a nervous tick. Like when I whenever I, I'm doing like athletic stuff, like when I was running marathons every day in the summer, like I would spit and it was just essentially a like I need my body needs to do this See, right so, now. OK, so here's something that's interesting. And I only know this because of my gymnastics background. Mm-hmm. There was a study that was pulled out that they actually did. So in gymnastics, I don't know if you would know this, but like chalking your oh, hands. Oh, I'm definitely a gymnast. Very flexible. <laughs> chalking your hands is like a huge thing. And like gymnasts use it. Like I know bars is my specialty. So like I use the chalk box, the chalk bin. Yes. Where you'd stand there and like it would help you prep. You'd get in your mental focus before you went and did life. When I used to power lift, I'd chalk my hands a lot. Threatening So I, I know, yeah. And yeah. what they figured out is the chalk that gymnasts use, because it has to be approved by FIG, mm-hmm. the chalk that gymnasts use actually like either engulfs or swallows the COVID particles. What? So the chance of transmission at the chalk box, which was like one of the most important like gymnastics yeah. things where people are like bacteria, um, they actually completely dispelled it and said actually the chalk is a contribute like contributes to mitigating. So why are we not dousing everyone in this chalk right now? Literally? Why are planes not flying over major cities and just, and just dumping chalk. chalk on everyone? Right? So what what do you think I did when I found this out? I texted my old coach and I said, I need you to order me chalk. I need a chalk shipment right now. Chalk. Like, I literally need chalk. You order, you, you hit up your chalk side, dealer? It, let's, let's be clear. It's not sidewalk chalk. Like, it's legitimate gymnastics power living. I don't know if it's the same chalk, but they figured that out. So they're clearly using sport as like a study type of situation and what isn't, isn't working. And so for me, like I look at the NHL and there were, there was this big thing about the Canadian division and and the Canadian government and back and forth on different protocols. And basically we don't know what the extra protocols Mm -hmm. were, but the Canadian government, the provincial government said, these are extra over and above that you have to do if you want to play. Mm -hmm. There hasn't been a case of COVID 
yet on a Canadian team. So, and obviously knock on wood, but clearly whatever they're doing is working. So I wonder if the NHL maybe wants to take whatever the Canadian government and provincial governments force them to do and unilaterally apply that. Well, it's also due to the fact that, listen, the Canadian government and specifically the Ontario government haven't, they haven't handled COVID super well. Right. But they've handled it a hell of a lot better than the states have. And it's not a surprise that, you know, when, when the Canadian teams get essentially quarantined together in a country. Yeah. All of this madness, all of this infection and just carnage is ripping through the, like, the United States, a country that is essentially their mitigation problem to this is, let's just ignore it. It doesn't exist. I also love that we're doing all of these new protocols, but still allowing fans in buildings. This like, is, it this should is right the now. This backwards thing ever. Look at what's happening. The, like, like, if you look at, the, the like, Devils have Dallas seven. getting, Dallas having 17 players COVID positive and proceeding to allow fans to attend their first game is the single most ironic hockey thing to happen in a while. Like 13 out of the out of the 31 NHL teams have had have games. some have someone on the COVID list. There've been 22 total games right now, 22 that have been postponed to this point. And Pure Luke Dubois doesn't count because yes. he's on the list because because he of came the quarantine. Yeah, yeah, but also like. And these are not, and, and the Devils essentially were allowed to to infect another team, and now their coach, who's an elderly man, yeah, it has it. Like this is it, what we're talking about. Like I'm looking at a list here, and it's just players. We haven't even touched on staff or, or like oh, equipment yeah, there people, are double staff who have all that kind too. of the de- like the de- 17 players are on the COVID list for the Devils. That's like that's yeah, but we should point out that. I believe three of them yes. are for immigration quarantine. So like, okay. That, okay. So that's four, still 14, 14 and Blackwood just came off and he was the first person yes. to have it. But these are not, and these are not insignificant players. Like, like Connor Carrick has it. And he also just had a kid. No, no, no. He's on the list because he, he left quarantine. To oh, have okay. It. Oh, cause yeah. Okay. Right, but like, I'm talking like, like Jesper Bratt, Nikita Jack- Gusev, Jack Hughes, Andreas Janssen, who has asthma, by the way. Yeah. So that's a big Damon deal. Severson Damon Severson has it. Severson. Ty Smith, who lives with Jack Hughes, Michael has McLeod, it. Kyle Palmieri, like, you know, Ty Smith, Sammy Vatnin, Pavel Zaka, Travis Ajak. These are, like, the entire team essentially has it. You can't play, yeah, you cannot so play a game. Vatnin, Dell, uh, Carrick, and one other are on there for non-COVID reasons. Like, they either immigration quarantine or in Carrick's case, baby quarantine. Yeah. But like Hughes, Smith, Bradder, like Damon, all these guys, like Paul Mary, Zajac, Blackwood just came off, but he's the first guy and he actually had it. Yes. Like that's not a secret. And also like we're looking at, and this is why- but That's just irresponsible. It's so irresponsible. It's, and the Sabres are rightfully pissed. Oh my God. Dude, the Sabres, like I would- You played a game? How could you play a game? This is equivalent of you like have basically like having a COVID like a COVID positive test waiting like three days and essentially coming over and thinking it's going to be okay. Like I would like, look, if you knew you had it and you still came over, I'd be pissed at you because I'm like, okay, now I have COVID. Now I can't fucking see my dad in the one time a week that I get human contact. Like it's, yeah. you know, and now there's, now there are, I know the, the three, but there's seven, like irregardless of, of the reason. That's not a word, sir. Oh, sorry. Regardless of the reason. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. I love you, but that is like my biggest pet peeve. Irregardless of the reason. Um, oh, what's the other one? Okay. Irregardlessly, that's the other one where people like. There, there are those. Okay, we we can't get off topic on that, but there are still seventeen players on your team that they have to now quarantine are in the protocol. 
they're in the protocol. They cannot play, and now they have to go quarantine. And even if I didn't have it, like, people don't... I think people just kind of accept that, like, okay, they have to quarantine, and then we kind of get through it. Quarantine's freaking tough, man. Like, it no, is... it sucks. I had to quarantine. It, it's not fun. Like, imagine, imagine not being able to leave your house. Or, for most players, leave a hotel room. Yeah, they're all stuck in... Uh, either philly or pittsburgh right yeah now. like they're locked in a hotel room you know like not being able to leave i would go i would go crazy like you'd, you'd open that door on day 14 and there'd be like you know in like a, a hieroglyphics on the wall and i'd just be sitting in the in the middle of the room with like a full beard that i grew in 14 days just yeah, talking and about it's not even just like this isn't even confined to the nhl like the nwhl had to suspend the but, rest yeah, of its season which is just it sucks because it was going to be like, so much fun showcased on nbcsn yes, with john forslund and aj Malesko yes, griswold yes i was so looking forward to that and they got covid because i guess certain precautions weren't taken and that also that it's, frankly sucks like they got covid because we're in a pandemic like even what sucks is like even though you can take as many precautions as you want but unless you're doing a strict bubble like they did like the nba and the nhl did in, in the season where you get all the players in one place you quarantine them you do daily testing you essentially have every meal delivered to them you keep them on one thing you play fan games without fans and they go right back no traveling nothing then or when they do travel it's two teams that are traveling and that's it you, you like you're gonna get it you just you cannot mitigate this when you have so many bodies and so and those bodies have families that go back that you know that that have go to school they go to school you know it, it's just it's exponential growth and no matter what like all it takes is one person who and, and the thing that sucks about this is it's a disease that or you know a, a yeah a disease that or a virus or whatever that sometimes you don't know if you have it yeah or that sometimes you can get a false negative or a false positive. And it's just, there's so many variables. So I like, honestly, I was considering bringing up this conversation, like in the prep for the show It's like, should we even be playing right now? Like, I, I'm honestly kind of at the point where like, it's tough. And it's tough for me to, to it's hard to justify like Canada, like the, the North division is a bit of a different story just because there's just, they're handling it differently. But even then, but even like in the back of my, it? in the back of my mind, when I'm watching games, I'm just like, and I'm watching these games and they're, they're, you know, players that are out or even when I'm watching the Leafs, I'm just like, like I'll be watching the Leafs game tonight. And even then I'll just be like, does this matter? Like regard, I will e say though, irregardless, nice escape of, from it's a great escape and ever, and we believe me, we need to escape. I've had a hell of a week mentally, but like irregardless mm -hmm. of, of all this stuff, <laughs> um, like, will this even matter? Because this season could get canceled. Like if this doesn't, no, I, I genuinely think the NHL is going to do whatever they like they'll, they'll push forward, but yeah. at what cost? Well, the NFL pushed forward. They literally had like, what was it? Ravens and Browns yeah. or something like that. Like that was dumb. The but, Steelers, the Steelers got games postponed. Like, but the they're NHL in a ventilated way. They can like, I don't care. They're the NHL is not going to now, if this starts happening in the North division, yeah, the government then, will shut it down. Exactly. The government will shut it down. The U S government is not going to do no, shit, but I'm talking like, all it takes, man, is one player to go under the radar or one staff member to go under the radar. And if like the like the, the, the provincial government still hasn't voted on allowing the AHL to 
to... And they probably shouldn't. And they probably shouldn't because the San, San Jose Barracuda played a, a another a team. Game and it had to be suspended, had to be suspended in the game. second period intermission. Like... At what point do we just call it quits and be like, listen, the vaccine's already out there. It's getting distrib- distributed. Let's just shut down operations. Like, are you we really? You can't have your toys unless you There's know no... how to use them. Exactly. And clearly we are not prepared to use the toys properly. So therefore we cannot have sports. Like. I don't know, man. Like, it's tough. It's tough. Like, uh, this is a big moral thing because listen, like, you know. My job is to cover hockey. Your job is to is to cover hockey. Then we also have this podcast. And look, it's a great escape and blah. But like, it's tough. You this escape becomes less of an escape when you can't when the real life situation around you keeps seeping in. And now I'm watching these games and I'm thinking, a like, uh, is this worth it? Because any one of these guys could test positive after the game and they could get shut down. And b is it worth it? Because like the Leafs, are, yeah, they win a game. That's great. The, the the Minnesota Wild have been like ravaged and it kinda like or the Minnesota Wild, the the you know, the the Sabres, the Devils, and at a certain point like it kind of dilutes the the actual product to the point where I'm like, is there an asterisk behind this now? Because like yeah. are you playing like yeah, sure you have a great record, but you're playing against a team that, you know, has is playing like three ECHL guys in their taxi squad because their star players are stuck in a hotel room because they have the plague. Like it's it's tough, man. I, I don't know. And now it just seems like they're doing these slap on, like slapping a bandaid on a freaking broken wall kind of situations here. Like removing the glass behind. That's not going to do anything. I'm sorry. Like I'm not a scientist, but that's not going to do anything. Yeah. It's I'm not. pretty sure if you went and asked Dr. Fauci or Dr. Tam, they'd probably be like, mm. ask Dr. Phil. He'll even tell you like it doesn't. Dr. Oz. Do- ask Dr. Oz. And then he'll say, you know what will work though? This great super berry that is going to cure cancer and, you that know, man has some theories that are just categorically. That man's not a doctor. He's no. just not. <laughs> but anyways, it, let it, us it, it, not talk about COVID anymore, please. It's just uh, look, that is all I have to deal with. Just keep it, keep it in the back of your mind, guys. Like it's this is tough, and and also like you are not immune to this. Marco Rossi is a 19 year old with no pre existing conditions who is in better shape than you or I, and you listening to this. And has been out the entire season due to COVID complications, will be out the rest of the season, and has gone back home to deal with it. You're not immune to this. A lot of people, like a lot of young people I've noticed when I talk, you know, to my friends, a lot of, when I talk to my friends who are the youths, you know? The youths. Their, their biggest, their biggest sort of answer to this is like, yeah, I'm just doing this like to save my, and it's great to think about it. It's like, yeah, I'm just doing this to kind of like save my grandpa, because if I get it, I'll probably be fine. But like, and I'm just like. Yeah, yeah, but if I get it, I probably I might not be fine. Yeah, and I think about it, I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's probably true. And I used to have that mindset, but it's also like then you see a 19 year old athlete who you know also don't be selfish is paid to work out. He gets it, and he and he just hasn't been able to shake it. And they're like Miles Garrett, who for the Chiefs, he is or not the Chiefs, the Browns. He is like the most jacked person other than Aaron Donald I've ever seen. And he was he didn't he was out. I think week 10 is when he got it. And there were six more games he had to play. And he was on pace to be like the defensive player of the year. Yeah. And he came back and he looked like total shit. And he was straight up just like, I haven't felt at all like myself since like, like I'm testing, I'm testing negative, obviously, but like my taste hasn't returned. My smell hasn't returned. I feel fatigued. And I, he has not recovered the side effects. Like I have a friend who had it and like he has scar tissue on his lungs. It could seep into your heart. It's like, yeah. And for someone who has, um, a not 
properly functioning heart that's yeah. maybe a little dangerous it's tough i just man all right so yeah so just be careful and wear a goddamn mask yeah for the love of god i, I honestly tweeted, i don't even know what to say at this point if you don't wear a mask like literally I, yeah stop. i tweeted this out the other day and it's true the 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 for me the only downside of wearing a mask is that every dog i pass on the street doesn't know i'm smiling at them and it's really sad but you also don't Get COVID, but I also so don't like, give COVID to their owners. But it's it's sad. Like I, I on my daily walk, I walk past a dog park and it's always packed. And I always just want to like whenever usually whenever I not even pet them, but like usually when I walk past a dog, I go hey buddy and I smile at them. To, no matter what dog it is, because I love dogs. And now I can't do it. Now they don't know. Now they don't know that I'm smiling at them. We it's are tough. half an hour in and have just spoken Let's about do it. COVID. For we have. Well, that was the, that's the biggest. Time. Listen, that's the biggest news. We also spoke about like Gritty's dick for a little bit. Like, why cool. did we speak about? I don't know. Plot Gritty's points. Dick. We already went through the the. We you know we already went through plot points. Plot points was trending up. Exactly. The number COVID. Of, yeah. Yeah. COVID <laughs> is still trending up. And then trending down was Gritty's clothing because he he bared it all. Or they bared it all last night and it was it was glorious so i guess before we hop into our deep dive let's take a word from our sponsors fellas valentine's day is almost upon us so make sure you're ready for wherever the night may take you our friends at manscape the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day two million men are already using manscape products to grooms and you got to make sure that you become one of them we've all nicked nicked some nooks and crannies here some areas we don't want to and that can really ruin the mood so if your girlfriend is looking for, you know, a product to get you for this Valentine's Day, point them in the right direction. Maybe point them towards the Perfect Package 3.0, which is led by the revolutionary Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technology. It features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's also waterproof, which means you can use it in the shower. It's fantastic. And let's be real, we'd smell pretty bad down there. Which is great because the Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver and Crop Reliever. These products keep your boys from smelling, sweating, and sticking. And these products smell good. The manly sense attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. Perfect Package 3.0 will also include Manscaped boxers that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. And I use those all the time. Going on runs, walks, whatever. They can stand up to the toughest conditions. So make sure that you use the promo code StaffGraph for 20% off your next order. Plus free shipping. StaffGraph, 20% off your next order plus free shipping make your valentine's day a special one with manscaped that again that is staff graph 20 percent off your next order plus free shipping all right you've had you've had a burr in your saddle the last little bit you've had a something's been bothering you i'm feeling very sassy today yeah because if i see one more freaking person mm-hmm. compare jack hughes or anybody for that matter to Sidney crosby i'm going to lose it see there are a lot of there are a lot of these comparisons that are floating around that i just find frankly ridiculous the jack hughes to Sidney crosby one is ridiculous categorically stupid because he's he's had nine games where he's looked like an nhl player <laughs> and, no, 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 it's not even the point though you are comparing yeah a 19 year old to one of the greatest of all time yeah yeah maybe let's chill Objectively, the only person in the NHL that should be in the same kind of, oh, look at his stats versus where Crosby was, is Connor McDavid. Yes. Um, End of story, good day. The other one that gets me is the Nick Suzuki is a young Patrice, is a mini Patrice Bergeron. Oh my goodness, please settle down. When Patrice Bergeron was Nick Suzuki's age, he had, I think it was like a 73 point season. And Nick Suzuki's career high is, I think, 41, something like that. Okay, so I will say this. I think Nick Suzuki He's great. 
He's yeah. fantastic. And I think potentially because of how good he is on both sides of the puck, he could become a Couturier Bergeron mm-hmm. type. Yeah. But it is unfair to Nick Suzuki yes. to put that level of expectation on him in the same way it's unfair to Jack Hughes yeah. to be putting Crosby comparisons on him when frankly that's not like no Jack Hughes looked like total he he has less than double digit amount of games where he hasn't looked like total crap in the NHL Jack Hughes Relax. was not ready to play in the no. NHL last year it was very Jack awkward. Hughes was a little boy last year like he added he added what do you say 15 to 20 pounds of muscle Jack, and he still looks like a little boy Jack Hughes objectively last year looked like my brother. He looked like a TikTok e-boy. Like it's and and you know what? This year, kudos to him. He's been fantastic yeah. through nine games. He's been their best player, other than Mackenzie Blackwood. And Damon Severson. Well, we love Damon mm-hmm. on this podcast. Um But let's like Tom Fitzgerald coming out and saying he reminds him of Crosby. Like you Jesus. just need to relax. Because what all you're doing when the, when a GM comes out and says that, yeah. all you're doing is putting unnecessary expectations. And I have I don't know if you know this. I have personally dealt with mm-hmm. Devils fans up close. Maybe yes, a little I too know. close for my yeah. liking. And they are not the most um, level-headed, sane mm-hmm. NHL fans. So if Tom Fitzgerald comes out and says and starts bringing up Crosby in the same breath, then they're going to get on Hughes when he inevitably is not Sidney Crosby. Well, you're also just giving fans ammo. Yeah, you're to, giving them for a you, license. For, no, towards you. Because if Jack Hughes doesn't turn out, doesn't to, be turn out to be Crosby, which he won't, guess, guess what, what words will be filling up your mentions for the rest of your life? Yes. Jack Hughes reminds me and of the young Sidney Crosby. He has Twitter, so maybe don't yeah. do that. But I mean, like, Tom Fitzgerald, like, if, if Jack Hughes doesn't pan out, yeah. if these nine games happen to be an aberration... Which, Which I think Jack Hughes will be good, but he's not to be mentioned in the same breath exactly. as Crosby and McDavid. But like, if that happens, get and, and and he doesn't pan out, no matter where Tom Fitzgerald goes, you are handing fans a knife to essentially stab you because but they it's will. It's not even just happening with Hughes. Like it's Alexi Lafreniere only has like a couple points in mm-hmm. his first. Few but games. look what's going on with Quentin, the Rangers this year. Quinton Byfield hasn't played in the NHL, and people are yeah. like, "Oh, he's a bust." Like, okay, um. I don't know if you've noticed, but like they haven't actually been able to train a whole lot because there is a literal global pandemic happening. Well, what also just boggles my mind is these kids are like 18, 19 years old. Yeah, like just chill. If the world like if like I looked back to the who I was when I was 18 or 19 years old and if the world if if the world just wrote me off then. Like, first of all, they'd be they'd be right to because <laughs> I was a idiot, but also like idiot. There'd be no shot at me coming back because I essentially got my shit together around that time. But if everyone looked at who I was when I was 18 and go, this is what he's going to be forever. Let's just never give him another chance again. I'd be, you know, but McKinnon, living like, under McKinnon's a bridge. a perfect example. Yeah. He's literally a superstar right now. The re- One of the top three players in the league on any given day. And like he wasn't very good in the first few seasons. So like just everybody relax. The reason why he has such a good deal is because he wasn't really that good at the time his contract came up. And he essentially was like, all right, That's I'll a take fire your agent situation. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's just like, how much could he, he've gotten? He was coming off no, like a 40 point year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, at, but yeah, all I'm yeah. saying is, is you're putting expectations on these young players. And not only is it unfair to them because it sets them up for failure most of the time. If you're comparing someone to Connor McDavid or mm. Sidney Crosby or 
oh my god, comparing the goal-scoring ability to Alexander Ovechkin, for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. Like, I never, ever want to see a young player compared goal-scoring-wise to Ovechkin because that literally is not fair. Cool. Like, Alexander Ovechkin... He's the greatest goal-scorer in the history of the game. He has, in the modern era, he has a 65-goal season. That will never be... That will That will never be touched. Ever. Unless... Unless there is another like lockout, like 2004-2005 level shift in how the game is played. Right. And I don't think right now that there will be. And, like, there won't. So to be comparing somebody like Patrick Laine, who objectively is... He's great. He has 50 goal potential. Right. But to compare him to Alex Ovechkin is completely unfair to Patrick Laine. In the same way that people are like want to compare Matthews to other people. Like, stop doing it. Yeah, it's not healthy for the players. But it's not. It's not healthy for you as a fan because if that person doesn't end up producing. Then you get angry. Then you get and you end up hating someone who, in their own right, is probably pretty valuable. Exactly. Like, like you're just dumb. And compa- I don't like, like comparing it. Patrick Laine to, to to Alex Ovechkin is unfair because if he just tops out as like a forty goal scorer you're for the rest of his career, that's a fantastic clip, and anyone would kill for that career. That will that will land him in the Hall of Fame if you, if you're yeah. a consistent forty goal scorer for your entire or like career. Like last night, I saw people comparing Pasternak to Ovechkin, and don't get me wrong, David Pasternak oh, is a very good hockey player. He's not he's like he's not Ovechkin. Exactly. But are you gonna like? Just enjoy things. Like, stop comparing. Like, stop and this is what I don't yeah. understand. People like in the in their draft years, it's a pet peeve of mine. Like, oh, who do you compare him to? Nobody. There is no, or like they don't matter. Like, I remember when Frederick Gautier was drafted. They were like his close comparable is Colby Armstrong. I'm like, cool. Like that could does it be farther from the truth. That first of all, that could be far. Second of all, that does nothing for me. That does Austin Matthews' closest comparable when he was drafted was Anze Kopitar, which could not be further from the truth either. Exactly. Like I don't see Anze Kopitar ripping fifty goals like and with the best Connor, shot in the league. Yeah, like and it's just like also like who do you like? Who I do you even compare Mitch- McDavid to? He's a, he's you a, don't. He's a unicorn. No player is like him. No player is as fast, has the hands at the top speed and he has, brain. and the brain. Like you just player comparisons are are dumb. It's don't it's, do it. It's a way for it's a crutch to have you like wrap your mind around a player that you don't have a huge it's, sample it's a size for. It's a crutch for when you don't want to explain what a player's strengths and weaknesses yes. are. It's just like uh, he's Nick Suzuki. Like you don't watch Habs games. He's he's like a mini Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, just get out of my face. Thing. Or like Mitch Marner's Patrick Kane. No, no he's he not. isn't. I don't see Mitch you... Marner punching out cab drivers any day. So he's not okay, like Patrick Kane. What Mitch Marner doesn't have a Stanley Cup? Nope. Uh, doesn't score the same clip as Patrick Kane. Nope. Uh, they do see the ice relatively the same. Shoots a different way. Shoots a different way. Um, Mitch Marner's backhand is not even in the same stratosphere mm-hmm. as Patrick Kane's. No. There aren't many people in the NHL that have that backhand. Crosby made, like, him and Crosby. Well, Cro- Crosby, like, basically the re- the reinvented NHL. the backhand. Like he made, backhand. He made it come back in vogue. But yeah, my, my point here is please stop making comparisons mm-hmm. and putting unbelievable expectations on these young players because you don't understand the level of pressure these kids already put on themselves and all you're doing is giving fans license to be even harder on them. You're and setting, it's not necessary. And you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Just enjoy you the fact that... You know who else set themselves up for disappointment? Oh, this man. The Vancouver Canucks. Specifically. Jim Benning. Okay. And John Weisbrod. Can we just like let's just uh, come out and say like Jim like Jim shut up 
Stop. Stop. Dude, stop talking. Yeah. Stop I've, saying things. He, I have already, he got fined. Remember when he got fined yes. for tampering? Yes. I remember when the NHL had to send a memo around <laughs> the league to, to remind everyone of what the rules are because Jim Benning <laughs> yes. violated them. That was incredible. Can you imagine if anyone... like? Hockey is so divorced from from real life. I have held like corporate jobs before, you know, and I Congratulations. Thank you. Let me tell you. <laughs> Yo, this would not fly. If I if I ever like broke a rule, like for example, I ran like a marketing campaign at Samsung like 4 years ago during the summer. And we had to essentially clear everything through legal, like everything, like every, like for this, we created right. two, two ads for the gear 360 camera, any song we used, any like to the, it was so stringent to the point that we literally got a band, like a local band that we knew to write a song specifically for it. So we couldn't like, so we had that, the copyright of that because it was ridiculous. But if I just went ahead and made that ad with Can't Stop the Feeling or something by, by Justin Timberlake. Don't Stop on Me it. Now by or Queen. Exactly. Or like, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. You know, and then like, and then the company, the company wouldn't send out a memo, just be like, just a reminder, you can't produce ads with copyrighted <laughs> music in it. You know, just a reminder. And I would, and you know, with Nothing me being like, happen. oh, that's true. Well, now I know I, I won't do that anymore and I have a job. I would be, it would be a, a two second conversation. Did you produce this ad? You okay with this? Yes. Did you? Did you uh, clear with legal? No. Okay, you're fired. And, and they wouldn't need to. They wouldn't need to send a memo around. Jim Benning violated the rules to the point where the league had to essentially felt the need to send a message to the rest of the league, the rest of the GMs in the league to say, Don't "Do you do guys this. remember what the rules are? Yeah. These are the rules." And everyone was like, "Yeah, we know." And they're like, "Yeah, well, Jim doesn't know, so now you need to get this talking to." Everybody has it. It's like when you, like I have siblings that it's like when one of us screws up and we all have to sit down and have yes. a talking to. It's like, do, why? Well, I already know this. It's like the kid in your class that freaks out and loses the pizza party for you, for the whole class just because of him. Yeah. It's always a him, by the way. Okay, it's not so a her. the Canucks. Well, has Jim Benning ever opened his mouth publicly and it produced positive You know what Jim Benning value. is? Value. What is he? The opposite of Lou Lamorello. <laughs> Yeah, except Louis they're both bad right now. at saying things. Without saying without things. Without saying things. And Jim Benning could not do that to save his life. Like, if Jim, like, if Jim Benning, okay, he's, I, he has drafted decently, Ole Ulevi aside. Uh, Hasn't he? No. He's, Absolutely not. You got Patterson, you know, yeah. Bob Colson, Hoglander. Yeah, that's Hughes. what we like to I know call the scouting staff. Okay, true, yeah. Um, Judd Brackett. And has Judd, Judd Brackett. And yeah. I would also like to say it is yeah. an open secret yeah. that Judd wanted to go, or the Canucks wanted to draft Nylander and got overridden by management to have someone who is currently a healthy scratch. Oli Ulevi. No. Oh, no, Jake Furtanen. Yes. Sorry, one of their terrible draft picks. So I, I stand yes. corrected because I was giving Jim credit in the summer for, you know, the Canucks doing well and the, the... And do you know who the Canucks are going to take over Ole Ulevi? Who? Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> so maybe you should listen to your scouting staff and not override them. At this point, they're essentially... Because just they could have had Nylander and And Kachuk Matthew Kachuk. And not two dudes that can barely play in the Imagine NFL. how different that team would be if you had a core of Pedersen... Um, Nylander, Chachuk, Hughes. Besser. Besser. Demko. Hoglander, Pod Colson, Demko. Seems good. That, but instead, 
you have and not only in and this the best gets, part about it was they they kept Jake Vertanen, which yes. led them so here we go to um, not keeping one a dude. So Tyler Tyler is the talk of the hockey world because and we'll get into some Canucks like team stuff, but but this whole Jim it's the narrative. I'm better with the narrative stuff. You're better with the actual stats. We get to meld them here. It's fantastic. So. Jim Benning spoke to, I don't know why, but he spoke, to, he spoke to the Vancouver province. I have the article up in front of me. This ought to go well. Tyler Toffoli, I've never, like, I've never stunted on an X so hard as Tyler Toffoli is doing right now. Like, this is essentially like... I did it once. Well, I've also, like, I was in a relationship for six years up until this point. And so and now it. we're in a And now we're in a pandemic, so I don't have an opportunity to do that. Oh, but, I, uh, yeah. But if we do, <laughs> maybe if, that's a story for another day. Yeah. But, uh, but it involved the Madison. Yeah, it always does. Um, <laughs> but so what's what's insane here is so Tyler Toffoli essentially, you know, he broke up him and the Vancouver Canucks broke up. And it's like well, him, the Vancouver Canucks broke up with him. Yes. So it's like for no reason. And it's like him pulling back up. He, he did nothing but provide and support the Vancouver Canucks. He was there for them. Right. Through thick and thin. And they dumped his ass. And so now it's essentially them pulling up, you know, running into each other on the street five times a week. And he is, has like Beyonce on his arms. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He is with. Have you met Beyonce, my girlfriend? Like, yeah. So Tyler Toffoli has uh, nine goals this year. How many of them have come against the Canucks? Eight. In how many games? Five. Is that good? Well, it's a 75 goal <laughs> and how ma- and how much money is Tyler Toffoli getting paid? Isn't it like four? Some it's four point two five million dollars. That seems the, on a four year deal, which is reasonable term for a player, pretty much in the middle of his prime, I'd say. Yeah. And what are the seems Canucks? Good. And what are the Canucks lacking most of all? I would say scoring. Scoring depth, I would say. And, oh, also defense. <laughs> I mean, defense for sure. But <laughs> but scoring depth, like yeah. basically, so. Elias Pettersson had one point in his first six games, and he has six points in his last five, but four of them came against Ottawa, so that doesn't really count. So the Canucks, the, like, but what is... But if he and Miller and Besser aren't scoring, who is going to score? Even getting even getting JT Miller, like, even that trade, yeah, he's been fa- he's been he's great. He's been fantastic. But they also, they gave up a first-round pick. Yeah, that was unwise. Like, even even the play, the good players that you get, like, first of all, the actual asset cost that they paid to get Tyler Toffoli was so minimal. Like Tim Schaller, like uh, uh, Tyler Madden in a second. That's nothing. To get a guy like this? It's yeah, but fantastic. then you didn't resign. Like Tyler Madden's gonna be very good. No, but if they but if they re-signed to Foley, that would have been you would have that that reminds me of like the Muzzin trade. Yes. Where you're totally fine. But what you're not fine with is giving up Tyler Madden and a second for a guy for like 16 for, games of him essentially. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, then you're letting him walk so that you could keep Jake for Tannen. Who's a healthy scratch? Things are going well. Like I don't under and it's not even would like the say that's poor asset management. I would say that's not even asset management. <laughs> I would say that's here. asset mismanagement. It's a it's an abstract concept that we haven't even de- developed a name for. That that's potentially a fireable offense. I would hope so. How many like how many chances is this guy going to get? I also love that Jim Benning openly admitted that they ran out of time yeah, and so were hamstrung read. because of contracts. Contracts, by the way, that. Who signed? Jim Benning. So here's the thing. Mm. Being, a, being an NHL GM, yes, it's, it's, there's the actual hockey side and then there's the PR side. Because a lot... Because, but that's why you also have a PR department. Exactly. But there's a, like a good... 
like a bad GM can buy himself a lot of time mm-hmm. if they can speak well. They can buy their they can buy themselves maybe a couple more years past their their normal lifespan by through either a reputation or b words. Like David Poyle has been the only Nashville Predators GM in club history, and they've they've accomplished nothing. Like they make the playoffs. They make the playoffs, and that's it. They're a middling they team. The they made the Cup final one time because they had a dynamic team, and then they lost, and they've never been the same ever since. And David Poyle keeps, you know, trading first round picks for Ryan Hartman and guys like that, and it just blows. I have forgotten about that. I I I never forget. People don't forget. Um, and it just bogs my mind. But Jim Ben, like Jim Benning, is is first of all, he he can if he wanted to, he could rest his laurels on the fact on the a I drafted Pedersen Hughes. Pogland and he could anytime someone questioned him in the in the media, he could he, say I did this. And he's like, I did it was this. His team, so like, yes, fine. no, he he headed up. You can say that. It's the same. It's the same reason. Yeah. Why people gave like why you know when Randy Carlisle or whatever was the head coach of the Leafs and they were obviously terrible, and but everyone went yeah, but Randy won the cup like eight years ago. Yeah, like that's not relevant. It's not relevant, but if you want to preserve your own life in the NHL, you can do that by shutting up. And either saying the right things or falling back on those laurels like that. Jim Benning is shooting <laughs> himself. Doing none of those things. Every time he opens his mouth, he produces a, a clown car, a, a pistol that he shoots himself in the foot with. Like already the heat is turned up to the absolute max because you, a player who openly wanted to resign with you. Um, and, that and openly said he would have taken less. Who openly would have said would have taken less. Who's exactly what you need right now is putting on the the most egregious revenge tour we've it's ever so seen in funny. hockey. He has eight goals in five games. It's incredible. And he has one goal against the rest of the of like the rest of the league. Now, they haven't played Ottawa yet. Yeah, but he but also like he chooses it is goddamn hilarious. And it's and they're not even like just garbage he goals. Violence. It's not even just yeah, he wakes up every morning and and chooses matching trick Lodge. in his first game against the Canucks. And then two goals the next game. Francesco Aquilini in the building. And it's not even that he um he's scoring like garbage goals or like tipping goals or whatever. Like he's undressing They're, players. Oh, he It's incredible. Is doing some work. And he's making your goaltenders look like fools. And these are goaltenders that straight up are the basically are the reason why the Vegas Golden Knights didn't win the cup because they Mind fucked them so hard. Demko, yeah. Demko. Demko. Well, Holby hasn't been good for two or three years now. Who could have foreseen (laughs) that, Rachel? Uh, I believe a member of this podcast may have pointed that out. I believe both members of this podcast pointed it out. I believe we may have discussed this. (laughs) I believe we spent like two hours a couple months ago. Discussing this. Only discuss like. How that was unwise. This is Who why could have foreseen Hoops could have possibly Hoops could have possibly figured out that this defense was going to be a clown car. So this is why there's a there's like, the, I look so Quinn Hughes yeah. is leading the team. Mm-hmm. He's leading the team. He's a defenseman. He's 14 points. That's good. That's incredible. Um he also and I you know how I feel about this stat. But I feel like it's a little Over, important yes. to point out that he's minus seven. Yeah, so plus minus Irrelevant stat unless it's absurdly high or absurdly low. Like Nick Lidstrom being a career plus three hundred something is preposterous. Like that that hints That's... towards when good when he's on the ice, good things happen. Or when con- like when Connor Brown was like a minus seventy four. Yeah. For the for the Erie Otters that one year, it was like all right, things are going a little uh, a little Sorry, rough guys. for the Erie Otters here. Um, when you have fourteen points, that means you were directly involved in at least. 
in 14 goals. Yes. And it probably means you were on the ice for a little more than that. Oh, you definitely nice um, more on that. And you were minus seven. But that means that you're on the ice for, that means you were scored on seven more times than that. Yeah. Like that's rough, man. And like there, this um, is, so also, there's a. Tyler Myers. Yeah. Oh my God. That contract is. You could say that something. about, you could say that about like four or five players on the team. You could look uh, at, like, look at Louis, Louis Erickson. Louis Erickson was like borderline. Who could have foreseen that one Wasn't coming? he on waivers? I'm pretty yes, sure he was on waivers at the start the of the year. Squad. But you could look like, how many teams can you look around the league and there's like, like more than two guys. So you go, man, look at that contract. That's terrible. Like the Canucks, Jay Beagle, three, I think he's making what? 3.5? Jay Beagle, um. Okay, so here are the bad contracts that I, I don't have cap friendly I don't in either. front of me. Here, I'll this pull is it up just to reference it. My head. Yeah, I, I'm, I, you know, we I can confirm it. We are going to go uh, Louis Erickson, highest paid player on the Canucks. That's insane. Not ideal. It's lunacy. Um, yeah, I believe the Winnipeg Jets are paying Mark Scheifele less. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel. Yep. Um. Tyler Myers, wow, that is a contract. Mm-hmm. Six million until 2023-24. Until 2023-24, which is a fictional year. I personally would not have signed that. What year is it right now, Rachel? Uh, 2021. I had to you think had, you about You had to think that. about that for a little bit. But he's not, uh, like that contract doesn't end until 2024. I will be almost 30. Oh my god. Oh my god, I want to die. Okay, podcast is over anytime yeah. my existential crisis now. Yeah, that's um, not good. It's like think about how there are so many contracts on this team that, that you were just avoidable? Well, they're all avoidable. Like there is no reason. You know what contract is good though? The Horvat one. That's yeah, but, a good contract. But there is no there is no reason in hell that you should be paying a 35-year-old Jay Beagle $3 million for this year and next. It's incredible. There's no reason in hell that you should be paying a 31-year-old Antoine Roussel. Oh, oh, oh. And by the way, Roussel and Beagle both modified no trade clauses. They... Did you not know that? What? Both Beagle and Roussel have modified no trade clauses. So does Brandon Sutter, who's making $4.375 million this year. Which happens to be more, which happens to be, I think it's $10,000 or $100,000, sorry, more than Tyler what Tyler DeFoley is making. Um, um, okay. You want to also, you know, uh, 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 Alex Edler, who's 34, he's making $6 million this year. He has a full no-move clause. Right, because he, he resigned. Yeah. Um, um, Tyler okay. Myers. Yeah, that word, we should not even discuss Modified him. no trade. So I have a question. Hit me. Um, Demko, who's the pillar in net. Mm-hmm. Hughes, who is... Far in a way, their best defenseman. Yeah. He might be their only defenseman. Um, and Elias Pettersson, who is good, mm-hmm. I hear. He's seems pretty good. He's pretty good. Um, I do believe, in fact, I am certain, mm-hmm. that they are all on expiring contracts this year. You bet your sweet ass they are. So, I'm going to go out on a limb okay. and say that they might not have the money to keep them all. Well, they're all they're like they're already at the cap. They have they they have four. Who could have seen that. They have four million dollars on LTIR. Mm. Um, and they the, the money that's coming off the books is obviously Brandon Sutter, which is nice. Tanner Pearson, who's making three point seven five million, he's coming off the I books. I forgot he played. For the and then Cubs. Alex Edler is coming off, but they'll probably try and re-sign him. And Jordy Ben is making two million. That's <laughs> they also then have to re-sign Demko. Um, now, Quinn Hughes isn't eligible for an offer sheet, so they can yes, bridge him. Yes, but they have to re-sign Gaudet, Pedersen, Demko, Okay, so you Ulevi. handle, you can just qualify Gaudet. Yeah. 
and you worry about Pedersen because that is a eight figure. Pedersen's going to command Mitch Marner money, and you straight up can't afford that because I you're paying. I prefer Elias Pedersen over Mitch Marner because you have for a multitude. Well, of, of course, reasons. but you have Roussel and Beagle combined making six million dollars so next year. So they're going to have to buy them out. And then there's that cap penalty because, and the Canucks, by the way, they're also paying a cap recapture penalty. Oh my God, you're right. Like it just gets worse and worse. I can't like, and then for Jim Benning to to go in front of the press and say and say like, let me get the actual. I have the actual quote up here. So it's please. It was our the- it was our intention to try and get him signed. This is about Toffoli. It was our intention to try and get him signed. And if we could have had a little more time, we could have tried to work through that. They had over a month. Also. To fully signed on the fourth day of free agency. So if you want to talk about time, you had all he gave of the time. you three days <laughs> after the pre the he could have signed on day one, but he gave he's the reason why he signed with the Canucks or the the, the, Habs. the Habs is because he he was like at this point I need to take a contract a contract yeah because there are spots like Filling I remember. I remember how hectic that start of free agency was. There were spots filling up all over the place. He was one of the rare star players who waited until... Taylor, him, and Hoffman, basically. So it's it got to a point where I know Tyler wanted to come back, and we were trying to figure out. We kind of ran out of time with him getting offers and one he needed to take. We would have had to move money out. Well, I, for one, have a suggestion... At least... ...on how that could have been avoided. At least, like I don't know how you could make yourself. At least worse. explain it in a, a a coherent way. Okay, so because when you say, "Well, we kind of ran out of time," that sounds like <laughs> that sounds like me explaining to, in first year why I didn't submit my essay on time. <laughs> this is a GM. You're a GM. This is a GM of an NHL team, of which there are only thirty two jobs. Openly admitting that he cannot manage his time. Or his assets correctly. He does not have his ducks in a row. It is him essentially admitting he was unprepared. Mm -hmm. If that is not a fireable offense, I don't know what is. Quite frankly. Okay, so where are the Canucks now? Can we... How are they doing? Not great. Would they maybe be uh, struggling? A little bit. I would say floundering, maybe. Um, Would would they maybe be missing guys like Markstrom and Tanev? All of the are all of the UFAs they let walk. Yeah, would they maybe um, be missing some secondary scoring? Absolutely. Hmm. So where are they in the standings, and and how are they doing? Why don't you tell me, Rachel? Okay, so they're six, seven, and zero, oh, which mm-hmm. on the surface seems good. Seems all right. Uh, but there's I, a caveat, isn't there? There is. Mm-hmm. Against teams not named Ottawa, mm-hmm. they are three seven and zero. In Ottawa, which is a winning percentage of three hundred. Ottawa, by the way, is uh, has three points this year. They played two ten, of which are against the Leafs. Yes, they their only win came against the Leafs on opening night. On opening night, they have they have a one fifty. Points percentage. Their goal differential. The the second lowest goal differential. Okay, so the the second lowest goal differential in the North Division is minus three, and it's Vancouver. Okay. Ottawa's is minus twenty four. Wow, that's like Detroit level bad. No, um, they're they're on pace well, for the worst tending, season ever. Like, honestly, Ottawa's goalies are playing dodgeball right now. Like I believe last time Matt I Murray is an eight fifty. Yeah. They're they're combined. They're, I I I know this. Yeah, they're combined goaltending um on the year is eight forty nine. That seems bad. 
that is. So you should hypothetically be winning those games. I like I I don't I've never seen anything like that. Okay, before. so here's some other stats for you. They have two ROWs, so regulation overtime. Jesus Christ, they've uh they have five now. Well, against non oh against non Ottawa teams, yes. So they have yeah they have two. yeah yeah because yeah. they have a shootout win against Montreal. Um, so they've played thirteen games. Okay. Ten of which against non Ottawa teams and have won three of them. Two of them, which would count for like playoff tiebreakers. That's not good. Here's some other stats for you. Um, they are 22nd in expected mm-hmm. goals percentage. Ooh. They are 28th in scoring chances for. Yikes. Um, in seven of their 13 games, they have an expected goals percentage of under 45. That, that's oh, hard gets, to do. It, it gets better. How? <laughs> um, in nine of their games. Yeah. They were below 50% in scoring chances, including two of the games against Ottawa. Um, and in eight of the games, they, so we're talking like in 60 to 70% of their games, they are below 50% in high danger chances. So they are consistently getting killed and they're losing. So you would think score effects would have this as the opposite. They're that bad. But, but... Their high danger shooting percentage is 6%. So they're creating almost no scoring chances, but they're, or they're sixth, sorry, they rank sixth. So they're creating almost no high danger chances, but they are the sixth best at converting them, which is not the most sustainable. Not, not great. Um, their high danger safe percentage. What is it? 25th. So they're not getting any saves. They're the anti-Montreal, who is... Getting every save. Yeah, like Carey Price has a 960 in high danger, and the it's not NHL stay. average is 818. Yeah, it's not going to stay so that way. So that's not. Um, here's some more fun stuff. Oh, um, I love fun. Elias Pettersson's career shooting percentage is 17%. He's currently shooting 12, which is a, a big yeah. drop for him. But he's on a PDO bender because his on-ice... So his personal shooting percentage is 12%, but while he's on the ice, his... PDO is sky high. Like, it is historic how ridiculous it is. I would say, quite honestly, the only bright spot for the Canucks thus far has been Brock Besser. Yeah. He's been fantastic. But that's it. But the rest of it is uh, bad. I think that can all be summed up in the last quote that Jim Benning... Oh, good. What is it? ...says in this piece by Ben Kuzma of The uh, the Problems. God, if if that man ever calls Jim Benning again, he just needs to hang up. Yeah. We're going to get better, and we're going to find our way, but we have to win our share of games, summed I'm up Benning. sure you are. That... That sounds like a man who... We're going to get is better. sitting at the table while the room is on fire going, this, this is, is fine. fine. Oh, we're going to get better. How? Which means that we're going to win games. By How winning, are you going to get gonna better? are going to get better by winning games. That's what he's saying. Magically? What a, what a crazy concept. I never would have thought that... So you're telling me... That you lose a bunch of good players and you get worse and you are just going to wave some magical fairy dust Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden everything is going to be fine. Could I have also some of that fairy dust? I want to know what it is. I would like some of it because that makes no sense. That is quite literally the most nonsensical thing he said. I I just like it's it's tough to. It's it's tough to bungle the situation as much as Jim Benning has. Like but it's he's not made, even just him. Like it's well, it's it's the whole 
it's front office. It's John Weisbrot as well. It's like, letting it's letting good personnel leave. Yes. It's choosing the wrong personnel. Like they let they, they had probably the best director of scouting in the league, Jeff yes. Brackett, and they uh, they power tripped him out the door. Yep. And they they doubled down. Like they have doubled. They have had. They have had a sort of like a, a, a choose, go behind go through door A or door B situations. Like you can either keep for Tannen or to Foley. You can either, you know, do this or that. And they they've essentially you can sign Braden Holby to a bad contract or not. You can or or it's like you can sign Braden Holby to like one point seven million dollars less than J- Jacob Markstrom already had or got from Calgary eventually. Or you could like move that one point seven million dollars out the door and keep your you superstar goalie. But keep and, Alex Edler, or you could keep Chris Tanner. And they have gone through the wrong door every single time. Like every, every time. Every single time. Yeah, you could keep Chris Tanev or you who could Who's objectively re- good for Quinn Hughes. Yeah. Who who has allowed your, you know, your your superstar defenseman to flourish. Or you could re-sign a thirty four year old guy at a higher cap hit for one year so when we get term out of it um who is clear who is an who is extremely injury prone and probably you know isn't it, it was definitely on the lower end of his career he's on hole 17 of his career like, not even the back nine he's like a whole oh yeah it is it's 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 mind-boggling like so much of this was avoidable and i i truly think that had we not been in a pandemic where owners are bleeding money that yeah. this probably already would have been rectified 100 percent. like you would think that you would be you were telling now. me that ron hextall or mike Fuda or like literally most people could not have done a better job here like i is this worse than what peter shirelli did in edmonton no this isn't worse than that but Peter we're Sh- va- we're, we're, we're close. approaching. The, the fact that we even have to have ask that, that question is, is insane. Not a good thing. But like he is. But I, here, I, I I'm bringing up their their recent uh, their recent history. Okay. Um, hold on. See list of Canucks seasons because Jim Benning. When did Jim Benning come on? 2013. Uh yeah. Yeah, Jim Benning got hired like 2014. So let's give him let's give him 2013. You know, uh, so 2013. Yeah. The Canucks did not qualify for the playoffs. Nope. 2014-15, they lost in the first round in six games. 2015-16, they did not qualify. 2016-17, they did not qualify. 2017-18, they did not qualify. 2018-19, they did not qualify. And then 2019-20, they won the qualifying round and they lost in the f- and they won in the first round and they lost in the third round behind or uh, to the to the 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 Golden Knights with one of the hottest goaltending performances he's ever seen. And then this season, they will likely not qualify again. Jim Benning has. He and came, in the in the meantime, they have signed some of the worst contracts. Yes, but like I want to like how the fa- how this guy is still in charge boggles my mind because he is he so is. So I think a lot of being nothing. a GM, and I've seen this, a lot of being a GM is managing up, right? So managing and I guess the he owners, can, and I guess he's very good at that. Yeah, I genuinely have no idea because they've managed to push Trevor Linden out I, as well. Yeah, so they, they oh, lost yeah, Trevor Linden and Judd Brackett, which is. Is absurd. How how can you look at this body of work and tell me that Mike Gillis wouldn't have done better? Can, how can you tell me that that was an upgrade over Mike Gillis? It wasn't. <sighs> no, categorically, it wasn't. They. It's clearly been a downgrade. Jim Benning has been at the helm of this team for seven years, and they have missed the playoffs in five of them. The and other going to be six. The other one was they lost in the first round. And then last year, in a playoff bubble, they got three games of the best goaltending we've ever seen. And made it in. And, and, and then still, the and Blues still, forgot how to play hockey. They got some of the best goaltending they've ever, we've ever seen for three games, and they still lost. 
and now they've capped themselves out of they've lost like marquee star after marquee star they've capped themselves they've they put they've essentially put cap handcuffs on themselves for re-signing their now their young core and because they wanted to sign depth players for far too much money like it's just there's no reason why jay beagle anywhere should be making three million dollars and for the term like it's not even that he got a three he million won a cup and that it was it yeah like but he, like yeah. don't give him term after that no you could have like if you want term you can have three years at one and a half million you cannot have three years at three million uh, it, it's just uh anyways so like i, I feel bad for vancouver fans man that's they that, do, i do not do you understand actually, the nonsense true. you they're, had to deal with as a leaf fan yeah that's Good true God. they're pretty ridiculous i feel bad for no one what i don't get so i feel literally bad for no one not I, even ottawa i see canucks fans all over the place being like why aren't we getting more coverage i'm like dude your team sucks I don't think why, you want the coverage right why now. Why would you, A, think you deserve coverage, number one, because you suck, and number two, why would you want it? Why would you want the national audience to, a, a national audience to for, see you, you know, puking, slipping in that puke, and then puking again every night? Yeah. Like, w- what is happening here? So that's Vancouver. Ah, man. He, Jim Benning did this to himself, and then when he, he tried to talk his way out of it and essentially poured kerosene on that fire, and is now sitting in that room saying everything oh, is yeah, fine. Oh, yeah, with like... All manner of. Arson. I think the second, like the second finances open up a little bit, he's got to be. Gone. He's got to be gone. What's his What's his extension? Like, didn't he sign an extension recently too? No, 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 no. What's his contract um, like? It's actually a lot of people are trying to figure it out because we can't we can't seem to figure out whether his contracts are options or not. Oh, okay. Um, whether he has like one year left guaranteed or if there's an option, mm-hmm. like you would have to think it's on the higher end because Aquilini probably doesn't want to pay two like two executives for the same job you know for multiple years all right so that's a canuck let's let's hop into the cola i love that that is the sound of another sale on shopify the all-in-one commerce platform to start run and grow your business shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere giving entrepreneurs like me the resources that were once reserved for big business and it's customized to your needs. You get a great looking online store that really helps bring your ideas to life and tools to manage the day-to-day and drive sales. And I'm speaking about this from experience. I'm really passionate about bass fishing. And a little over five years ago, I started an e-commerce bass fishing brand with my best friend, Aaron, called Woo Tungsten. Actually, it's pronounced Woo! tungsten w-o-o exclamation mark because that's the sound you make when you catch a giant bass and it was a no-brainer to do this on shopify because they've made it so easy every step of the way from creating product listings to making discount codes to managing shipments in fact if you want to see what an e-commerce store looks like on shopify go to wootungsten.com and you can see and it's No wonder that every 28 seconds, a small business owner makes their first sale on Shopify. You can get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience. And you can gain knowledge and confidence with extensive resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash blue wire, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial, and you'll get access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today, just like me, just like Wu Tungsten by going to shopify.com slash blue wire right now. That's shopify.com 
com slash blue wire. I've shift. Kovalev was a great shot. Scores. Alex Kovalev. It's Kovalev. Kovalev scores. Oh, All right, Rachel. What are you mad about this week? I've other been mad every, about this for a while. Other than everything that we just talked about. Yeah, I've been mad about this for a while. Um, and by a while, I mean like years. Because I was a victim of it playing hockey. And the mm. last time I played junior hockey was seven years ago. Damn. This was a problem. It is now even more of a problem. And now that I actually watch hockey with an extremely critical eye, I've had it. This game yeah. needs an overhaul. How so? Like, with the way the game is called, when we came back after the 0405 yeah. lockout, there was a massive adjustment period because no obstructing was, was completely changed. Mm. The cut, clutching and grabbing, the yeah. hooking. And there were a ton of penalties to start because of this new standard. But guess what happened? What happened? Everyone adjusted to it. Yeah. Okay. We have stars that are getting beaten up Mm -hmm. because we are allowing unlimited cross-checking and whatever the hell else nonsense at the net front and in the corner. Like... I'm sorry, but if it's a cross-check in the middle of the ice and it's a penalty, then it's a cross-check at the net front, too. Cross-checking, the definition of cross-checking doesn't change because you happen to be 10 feet further away from the net. To me, like, I look at Elias Pettersson getting ridiculously abused. Connor McDavid should probably draw a penalty every shift, but teams know, and they go in strategizing, saying, if we do this 10 times, we're probably only going to get called twice. Mm. He gets abused. Sidney Crosby's been getting abused for God knows how long. Like, the amount of crap that guy takes, because he's actually, I would say he's the toughest, like, superstar in the fact that, like, he's, he grinds, he's in the corners. Mm. Like, so much abuse. Austin Matthews had to miss a game because he got cross-checked so many times yeah. in the back. They thought it fractured a rib. So, like, we're at the point now where the NFL does everything it can to protect its stars. LeBron gets every call. In the NBA, if you breathe in LeBron James' direction, you get a flavor, you're getting a basically. foul call. Like it's- you literally, you breathe on him and it's a foul. The- I watched the Cleveland Raptors yes. series. It was absurd. It's The thing is, is it's not a, it's not a coincidence- that the two most popular sports in North America are the stars. two sports that protect. They invent. They basically invented a rule because Tom Brady got tackled and and got sacked and, and fumbled. Called the tuck yeah, rule. The tuck rule. My like, dad's a Raiders fan. He's yeah, well aware. Exactly. Like it's or not like a coincidence. Just like roughing the passer or like hits to the head, targeting. Like, I'm sorry. We are we allowed reviews of offside for one millimeter of whatever, but we're not allowed to review a head hit. You gotta be joking. And even if we do review a head hit, the Department of Player Safety has no idea what they're doing. But it's also like you're allowing... Because you have fighters in there and not people like Mark Savard and Paul Correa and Ray Ferraro who actually did something positive for the league. You're hurting your own product. And here's the thing is you can't market stars if they don't play. Exactly. McDavid? you're, You're sabotaging yourself. Crosby. Both have missed major time with very questionable plays, specifically the Crosby one. And, do- and doled out by by irrelevant players, Brandon David's, Manning and David Stagel. Yeah, like, what? So to me, I look at it and I go, why is Shea Weber allowed to lay, because I counted, mm-hmm. why is Shea Weber allowed to lay 12 cross-checks to the back of players 
before I even hear an official say anything. Why is that not a penalty? Because if he did it in the middle of the ice, it would be a penalty. Yeah, absolutely. So just because you're at the net front, and I heard Dave Poulin say that, like, oh, well, it's a sacred area. No, call the rule book. Look, I'm I'm not asking you to make new rules. I'm just asking you to call the rule book. You know what? This this is a joke. This bleeds into something that's annoying me, is that, like, we we just shouldn't let... I'm tired of broadcasting being like the fallback to failed executive, like sports executives or sports like people. Like if you were bad at your job in sports, why are you allowed to then judge the people who are good at their job? Like I'm sure Dave Poulin is a super nice guy. I've never met him. He Don't, is a very nice guy. I'm sure he's super nice. That's great. It's not an attack on it, who he is as a person, but he he was part of a, of a, a an organ, like a, a part of a, a brain trust that ruined the Toronto Maple Leafs for, for half a decade. Okay, so, but my point here is, Why is, is like, he allowed to stay, why is he allowed to go on national television, a judge, judge that, but also then make, like, help shape the public consciousness? Because that's what they do. Like, yeah. most, most casual fans, Which is they why watch I need more from Ray exactly. Ferraro and way more of Mike Johnson most and casual, more of Jamie McLennan. Most casual fans watch the broadcast and they form their opinion based on what those people are saying. And so you have a guy who has done nothing, at least in an executive position, but fail, go on TV and help form the public conscience that it is okay for a lesser player to hack the shit out of a star player and essentially hurt the NHL product. It's, it's a, yeah. like, do people not realize that when McDavid and Crosby and Matthews and McKinnon are hurt, that it's bad for the game? Like I remember, do you think think anybody would watch Edmonton? if McDavid wasn't playing. No. Or dry There is not a chance. No way. Not a chance. I remember a couple years ago. Literally the only thing that makes Edmonton watchable are those two players. Yes. I remember a couple years ago when Matthews was hurt after um, Jacob Truba ran him in front of the net and like broke his back. I was taking, I was taking my significant other at the time to their, our first Leafs game together. It was against the stars and we were all really happy. And the look on her face when I said, oh yeah, but Matthews isn't playing tonight because he's hurt. And it, and was, was insane. And it, it was the most boring game ever. It was a 3-1 loss. They scored their only goal when they were down 3-1 late in the game, or 3 nothing late in the game. And the Leafs were, like, hockey was essentially dead to that person. Like, you are ruining your product by allowing this to happen. Exactly. Ruining it. Like, it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous that, and to me, just, you have the pattern. Just call the IH, call the double IHF. And say, come in and teach our officials how to call the game as tightly as you do. Because guess what? A lot of the players who play in the NHL manage to play international yeah. hockey mm-hmm. with almost no issue. Just call the rule book. Like, the it rule book is there. It's pretty simple. You aren't allowed to bend the rules. You call it. I, and look, there will be an influx of penalties right off the hop. And that's great. But as Just every, like there was in 2005. Yes, but as everything in life, you eventually adjust. And if you don't, then you're a dinosaur and you probably shouldn't be playing in the first place. Exactly. And with that, I am ending this because I actually cannot even remember the last time I was this irate about something that wasn't devils related on this podcast. And with that, 
Also, Damon Severson for Norris. Yes. And that will be our constant campaign for the rest of the season. With that, we bid you farewell. Um, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, slash iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find a podcast, or, you know, any podcatcher, Podbean, you know, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. You can find us on Twitter at Staff Graph. I'm at MikeyStevens81. Rachel is at Rachel Dory. Go, our, go to our merch shop. It's redbubble.com slash Staff Graph. Buy some shirts, buy some mugs, anything you can think of, and write, write us a review. And stay tuned for this week's episode of the press conference, which we will hop into right now.